Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 86. We're chugging along, everyone. On this week's episode, we had the unique pleasure, um, a very, very, very wonderful interview, in my opinion. Um, We actually got to sit down with a pretty new organization, a new cigar company that's come to the market, um, but has some previous history doing a whole bunch of other things. And that's Artesano Del Tobacco. We interviewed their owner, Billy, and uh, this was an amazing podcast. So sit back, everybody, listen, and enjoy. Talking about this oily, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, man. It was great, honestly. Great. I, I, I know your point, and it came out really funny. <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, this is a serious topic I have to bring up with you. Uh, moving forward, with any potential friends that I may acquire in my life, I have to just come out and ask, uh, so I don't meet a certain expectation or you, or I don't uh, trick you into thinking a particular way. I need to know if you're a straight or a gay guy um, because uh, today I was, uh, I didn't think I was getting hit on, uh, but I apparently was. And um, my brother has now asked me to ask any potential new person if they're straight or gay. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> so he doesn't misstep. So I don't basically. misstep and, and mislead or yeah. Uh, I'm I'm straight. I'm okay. married. I have kids. Perfect. But... We can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Not God. that not that Chris can't or I can't be friends with anyone who's gay. But and just backstory for you, Billy. So Chris, he he's a handsome, strapping, young-looking feller, and uh-huh. he's got beautiful hair he's always he's always taken really he's taken those really fun cool pictures black and white photography that's what he loves to do well from time to time even in the cigar community he gets guys who will private message him and blatantly hit on him and he got another one tonight and he goes this guy's just messing with me and then i went to the guy's instagram page and i won't name who it is i scrolled through and i was like oh no this guy likes guys and he's like no he doesn't i was like yeah, he does because he has an emoji of two guys holding hands in his profile. Oh my god! And, and Chris That's is like, crazy. he's like, oh crap. <laughs> so, oh my god! So now we've got to profile everyone just to make sure Chris isn't. He's he's minding his p's and q's, and he's in. He's has some semblance of awareness of what's going on around him. So it's not an offense to anybody. I'm glad you're married. I'm glad you have kids. That's fantastic. So so listen, let me tell you something, Chris. All the pictures they're gonna put from now on. We're not going to like it for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got to (laughs) do. Well, you know what? And here's the thing. And and Billy, you could probably relate to this just in the Mm. cigar cigar community alone. If you think about it, cigars is a very, it's a very manly thing. It's a male. I mean, if you're going to say something's a male dominated industry, cigars is Mm. one of them. And and there's, there's a new wave and inception of females in the industry, which is fantastic. And I love seeing that. And I think most people Mm. do, but for the most part, historically, it's very male dominated. So, it's it's not one of those things that because it is so male dominated there's going to be plenty of folks within the industry who mm-hmm. do like the same gender so and i think that's what chris is, <laughs> has been experiencing yeah. is that they look at him and go look at this strapping young man <laughs> and then i mean listen an the, advice to you chris yeah it's so cool for guys to like you and girls to like you You're oh lucky. yeah yeah you that's have true. to think about it that way honestly 
if if guys look at you, I bet you 100% that twice the amount of women like you. Oh yeah, so the women. You have to thankful for the looks that you have and uh, spending hours fixing your hair. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, look, they like you. They send you message. It's all respectful. The minute it goes outside that boundary, then it's a different story. Oh but yeah, for sure. Oh, I've had the block someone. If it's respectful, someone. it's fine. Look, yeah. uh, uh, at least they're coming to you and they're telling you, listen, I like you. Are you? whatever right and yeah. you say no and that's it this is where it is respectful but if they keep going a girl or a guy it doesn't matter then right. it is offensive you know what i'm saying right yes and he's only that's only happened to him once. everyone block, else has been really cool yeah i've had to block someone unfortunately <laughs> several months back yeah who yeah. would not let up after i was like super aggressive like dude <laughs> wow. i was like i have a wow. girlfriend of 15 years i have a child with her who's six like, I'm wow. far from even being a, you know, a possible Billy, reach for you. Billy makes a great, yeah. Billy makes a great point. And Billy just, and, and just to add to that, since Chris is my brother and I've known him my entire life because he is older than I am, Chris gets a lot of female attention, tons. Mm -hmm. We've mm -hmm. gone out to bars before, we've been to places, and he always gets that side eye. And it, he, mean, he gets, it's equal parts for sure. It's yeah, for sure equal yeah. parts. So he's uh, yeah. he he doesn't do, and he's such, lucky, he's such a dork too. So that's um, what doesn't yeah. make sense. He's <laughs> yeah. just such a nerd. But I mean, he does. He if he wanted to clean up, he's a respectful gentleman. So he wouldn't do that to his female lady friend. But yeah. uh, he could if he wanted to. That's great, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, it's it's a blessing, honestly. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So Take, have keep some up pride, your Chris. good looks. <laughs> and uh with those cigars in black and white yeah it's it's uh, you're hitting uh you're hitting the right market for it oh he for sure <laughs> is he's definitely he's dumb he's he's putting it out there <laughs> that's for sure no shame in that game so uh let's let's um, we'll get off that subject billy we're super yeah. interested and it was really cool because uh jr obviously you're familiar with jr he sent us the samples of this first iteration of this cigar which we were super happy about he sent them to me and didn't really give me too much background other than i mean he had some of those cards i think you guys produced just so we knew where the tobaccos were from and where they're being produced and so on but he didn't really give me a strong opinion of what he thought of the cigars i think jr knows us well enough now not to say anything and just let us have our experience. Um, yeah. Before we get into, and we obviously gave our thoughts on the previous podcast, before we get into anything that, about that actual cigar, do you mind giving us a little bit of a background on how you got started in the cigar industry, where you've come from, and where it's led you to today? Cool. Yes. So, um, first of all, I want to thank JR, who sent you these cigars, and uh, it come to show me uh, that it left an impact on him to send it to you and to your brother to uh, review it. I want to thank him. I want to thank also uh, Buzz, uh, who also had interest in those cigars. Mm -hmm. He tried them. He showed them to JR. JR loved them. Then he showed them to you. So this is what we love. We love it's It's like a, a grassroots where it starts from uh, a guy who's interested in something and he fall in love with it and he tell his friend and that's that's where um, 
you know that you are doing the right project. You are doing the right blend. You are doing the right cigar. Yeah, right. Uh, about us, we started in 1990 in New York. We opened our first shop in the village. And uh, after a few years, we sold it. We went to 71st and 1st. We opened our um, cigar shop that has a lounge and a humidor. It was like more professional cigar lounge. Mm, sure. <laughs> and it was about uh, very small. It was about 800 square feet store. And we grew. We expanded it. It became like 2,000 square feet. And in 2008, we uh, opened another location on 54 and 2nd in Manhattan, New York. And Cigar Aficionado came to with us, and they took the humidor. They called it New, uh, Cigar Aficionado Humidor, and the lounge became Cigar Aficionado Lounge. Wow. So it was the first and only Cigar Aficionado humidor and lounge in the world that's crazy yeah that's awesome man yeah so uh, to us it was the ultimate Uh, it was the highest level that you could reach in the cigar industry honestly in it and in our opinion at that time because we always always cared and uh we wanted the customer to be happy. We all our attention was to educate uh, uh, the customer about cigars and to give a good service. And cigar aficionado saw that with us, and that's why they came with us because we built our business on honesty, integrity, and uh, uh, loyalty. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't see it as like dollar signs. We did our thing, baby steps. We learned from the customers. We learned from Cigar Aficionado magazine. We learned from other magazines like Snob and all these magazines out there. They are great. I mean, there is guys like you guys who uh, read and, and test cigars and try to explain to the clients and to the customers and to the brother of the leaf and sister of the leaf what the whole business about and what's this cigar all about and to us um when i see people like this i see what i was trying to do from day one is it's a business that i truly love and i dedicated all my life for it by the way i'm an architect i gave up architecture to be in this so I always integrated art into this. So in our lounges, for example, uh, because we cared a lot about our clients, we hired an artist. She was just graduated from college. She was about 22, 23 years old. And she was super talented uh, artist that she drew faces and hands and uh, still life. So we told her to come every night, bring your camera, and take pictures of the guys sitting in the lounge. And if they ask anything, just tell them, Cigarin are doing a project. I cannot tell you, blah, blah. So for six, seven months, she kept taking pictures, going home, and draw oil on canvas. Oh, cool. Uh, a mural, 
and you could see it on, on Google, you could put like cigar in, cigar in, mural, and you're going to see it. It's about 400 feet by four feet. Wow. And we did it on top of the cabinets. We had about four feet open space between the cabinet and the ceiling. And we wrapped it around the entry of the store, which was about 400 square feet. So when she finished, we called the company. They came at night after we closed. Uh, we usually close at 2 o'clock in the morning. So we told the clients, guys, you have to leave. Uh, we have to do something. So they left. And the company came in and they installed it and they covered it with paper. So we invited everybody, the clients, cigar aficionado, uh, the mayor of New York was Giuliani at that time, or yes. Mm -hmm. No, he was retired, but he was a member of our shop. So oh, cool. he came in and he unveiled the, the, the mural. And you could see the pictures on, on Google, uh, and you could see the faces of the clients going like, like as if they saw, um, you know, a, a star or something. And it's their faces, it's them. And they go like, oh my God, that's me. Oh my God. <laughs> so it was really cool, and people loved it. They kept talking about it, and it was just to show them how much that we care about them and how much they mean to us. And uh, this is basically our um, basis of business is truly about the client, not about the money. In, in the end, it's about money, but customers come first. Yeah, I think one leads to the other, right? If you do the one profoundly well, then you the, the end result typically is success in business. Correct. That's how Correct. I've always seen that connection. I'm looking yeah. at the mural right now, yeah, by same. the way. So we're we're both looking at it online. That is incredible. That yes, is, is so so cool. <laughs> there has to be like that is seriously people across that wall. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. That is people, wild. Yeah, yeah. What so a project! It's still there. We sold the stores. Monte Cristo came in, and they bought both stores, and. Uh, uh, the project with Viva La Vida, actually, it started in 2015. Okay. And uh, we uh, we took like a year off. Then the tobacco wasn't ready. Then it was ready. And then we contacted AJ again. And AJ is a dear friend. He's young. To, I respect every blender in this industry. Mm -hmm. Every blender and cigar maker is an artist. Mm-hmm. But there is something about AJ. Uh, for example, like there is people who study art, and there is people who are born artists. This guy is born to be a cigar maker. Yeah. There is people who are study to be a politician, and there is people who are born to be a politician. You know what I'm saying? Couldn't agree more. This guy, this guy, knows. Not only the tobacco leaf, he knows the seed, he knows the soil. He manufacture something with the soil because he knows the end result of the cigar after a few years, the type of taste he wanted. That's crazy. He manipulate. He's unbelievable, and that's why we. I was so attracted to his work, to his passion and honesty and integrity of work that I 
truly uh, fell in love with his cigars. So, and, um, so, so mm-hmm. did, were, were you considering it all before AJ Fernandez? Is was that always the number one consideration or the only consideration, or were there other were there other places that you guys were perhaps thinking about as well? Um, before we did like our house blend with different companies, mm-hmm. and they were all great. You know, they were our best sellers. We did uh, one uh, with. Uh, uh, Miami cigars. We did one with uh, um, Dom Papine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did uh, a lot of different. They're all great. Right. They're all excellent in their way, the way they present tobacco, the way they blend, the way. But there is something about AJ that I'm telling you, he is a master of creating cigars. Um, he does a lot of. And the beauty about it, if you challenge him, he w- you will bring the best of him. Oh, that's if good. If you challenge him, you will bring the best of him. He tries to satisfy everybody. Because he comes in from a poor background, he knows that he knows that he didn't have money at one point to eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, his father used to work at Licencia. So he came from Cuba to visit him, and his father was a roller at Placencia factory, and I believe they're cousins. So when he came in, he stayed in Nicaragua, and he worked with his father, and then he told the Placencia family, listen, give me extra work. I go home, I put a few tables, and let me start. And that's how he started. That's crazy. Then he did... Uh, worked for uh, Rocky Patel, uh, and there were great cigars. Then he did for Cigar International, which was the biggest hit. I mean, there is minimum 60% of the market were made by him. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah? that's and insane. This is the first time. This is the first time in the history of the cigar industry that about maybe 40% or 50% of the Cuban market names are made by a private guy. Yeah, that's nuts. It never happened. Yeah, that's Honestly, that's, I mean, that's crazy. This is this is like a, a a crown for this guy because you got Monte Cristo, Romeo Juliet, uh H Upman, uh uh Jorge de Monterrey, Ramon Alones. Uh, I mean the list goes on and on and on. If the cigar you like or you dislike, he's making it. I right. mean, it's unbelievable, you know? Yeah, that's so really incredible. So that's why, that's another another thing to show you how talented uh, this person is. And uh, he's honest, he's cool, he's uh, down to earth, um, you know. So, so in terms... So in terms of this particular cigar and, and through that blending process, how much involvement did you have in that and how much involvement did the folks at AJ have in that? And how long yeah. did it really take to come about? Because you said you started so, in 2015 and obviously we're in 2019. So what was uh, yeah. what, what happened during that period of time? So w- what happened is in the beginning, uh, AJ had an ex-partner. Uh, his name was uh, Chris. So Chris brought AJ... Uh, b- uh, brands to the cigar stores and he introduced us Americans and American shops to AJ 
brands, even though AJ was doing uh, blends for a lot of companies, but they never told who this guy is. They always hide him because the cigars, they're selling like crazy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So AJ came in with, with San Lotano at that time and New World, and they introduced it to the market. So uh, I met Chris and uh, in 2013, and Chris came to us uh, telling us about, uh, you know, uh, San Lotano. So he gave me a cigar, and instead of talking about the cigar, he started talking about AJ, that this guy is a superstar, uh, his background, you know. And while he's talking, I'm smoking the cigar. I'm, I'm like, wow, this is great. And I really fell in love with the story and the cigar. So that's how we met. So from that point, my target was that AJ, one day he's going to make my cigar. Very cool. From that, literally from that point, because the story was so pure in its form. He's, He's coming to tell me about a person who came from nothing and he's working his his butt off to make ends meet and he's making this beautiful cigar and i'm like oh my god this is unbelievable cigar and so from that time i knew that this is the guy we gonna ask him to make our cigars so uh what happened is when we started with the process aj asked us um so uh, guys do you want mild medium heavy what what uh, strength i'm like look i've been 22 years in this business i learned few things from the market that strength is not the issue what i want is a flavor i want more flavor than anything else and uh, he was really happy to hear that. You know, everybody comes to him. He's like, I want heavy, strong, spicy. Yeah, That's you know? interesting to me, though, because I, 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 Billy, I think I think in terms of you where it's like, I just would like in terms of flavor. It's weird because Chris and I both smoke just an, you know, an insane amount of stuff, you know, across the spectrum. And it's like if I have something that's good, I just want something mm-hmm. good. I want something that's yeah. got a great flavor. I don't have. It's weird. I think sometimes Correct. it's weird where people have this this preference for like bold, spicy, like you just mentioned, and it's it's really kind of that's a that's a a, a corner to put yourself in in terms yeah. of not being able to enjoy other things on the spectrum as a whole. Because some of my favorite cigars are bold, are spicy, mm-hmm. and then some of my other favorite cigars are much more mild or or flavorful mm-hmm. or bright or savory or whatever you want to call it so that that's interesting to me that that's that's kind of what you know what you hear as far as people wanting to produce i think i'm yeah. more on in line with you as far as like i want something that's that's impactful flavor. from a flavor perspective yeah you want you want the guy who smokes medium to appreciate it you want the guy who smokes right. heavy to appreciate it you want a guy who started smoking to appreciate it and right. remember it you know absolutely so, Back in, in our business, we didn't only sell cigars. We did classes. So people used to sign to come and we educate them about cutting the cigar, lighting the cigar, the flavor, the sizes, why this one tastes like this, how, what to look at, how to light it, uh, about humidors. We went on and on and on. So we were booked 
for years for people coming in to learn about cigars. And those people became our diehard cigarian members because we gave them the time, we educate them, we, we talk to them one-on-one, not like in a group. Let's say, Corey, today uh, at one o'clock. So you come in at one o'clock. I take you to the humidor. I show you everything for like half an hour. I spend with you. Then Chris comes in at two. Then I do with Chris. You know what I'm saying? So it was more one-on-one, more personal. Very cool. uh, Because a lot of guys, let's say uh, he's 50 years old. He's ashamed and shy to come and ask questions. Right. You know, like uh, they feel intimidated. But here you gave them an option. Listen, I know you don't know nothing. I'm learning to, you know, we do it together. Right. And that's what they love. I you love know, that women, approach. We used, to get a, we used to get a lot of women. Same thing. So from that experience, I learned not only about strength, that I, I wanted more flavor. Uh we wanted a certain color and a certain size. So the sizes that we selected, it's truly what people enjoy a lot. Yeah, so, you nailed example, that. <laughs> you definitely you know, nailed that. <laughs> like the Robusto, the one that you smoke is a Robusto. Right. And Robusto is usually is 50 by 5. We did it 54 by 5. I love that Vitola, by the way. Yeah, it's a love good one. It. Yeah. And and because a lot of people love thicker ring gauge, but not too huge. And the guys who love huge sizes, they got the six by sixty. And the guys who like uh, 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 Toro, they could get Robusto. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even like torpedoes. The torpedo that we have is 54 ring gauge. Nice. And uh, which is nice, and it draw cooler. Uh, uh, it, it's not hot. The smaller the ring gauge, the warmer it is. Uh, if the tobacco is correct, if the blending is correct, trust me, it, you don't need a panatella to have a great flavor. Right. Usually, panatellas, if you have, because now in panatella you're smoking wrapper more than filler and binder. So the equation is. If you smoke in a panatella, you smoke in a better flavor cigar. Then, therefore, your blend is not 100% good because you want it in a medium ring gauge to be excellent. Then your panatella will taste unbelievable and your 60 or 65 will taste good. But if your middle is really really good then you cover the whole spectrum right same thing like inside as you know the plant has three sections lejero seco volda the lejero is on top is the top part of the leaf which is the most intense spicier uh, flavor the seco is the mid part of the plant which more medium more uh, uh, refined flavor than than the lejero. The voldo is basically it's like for combustion burn ability. Right. It's the bottom of the leaf, those big leaves. So when you master those blends inside, you will have a great 
blend of, of cigar. Yeah, so one I mean one of the things that Chris and I had learned cuz we we both spent about a week in the Dominican Republic at a particular mm-hmm. factory while we were down there and just mm-hmm. going through that blending process, you know, it's weird cuz you talk about not only do you have to have a consideration of flavors, but you have to have a consideration also based upon what you just said and you said something in there that that rings true that Chris and I found out as far as the combustibility of the cigar itself. Correct. The bottom part of the plant is much more combustible than the Lajero at the top, which is much mm-hmm. more oily and much more difficult to to combust. So not only do you have to balance flavors, but then you have to balance the ability to actually get the cigar to burn the way that it needs to burn to produce the flavors. There's Correct. so much that goes into it that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's, uh, it isn't, mm-hmm. but when you were talking about AJ Fernandez being an artist, being someone, he's probably someone who understands all of those complexities and that's how they're able to yeah. make such good cigars. Correct. And another thing, uh, 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 Corey and Chris, inside the blend inside the the filler so let's say uh, a a a blender put uh started with voldo secco voldo secco let's say right mm-hmm. and a little bit of lejero it's gonna taste something if you switch the position and you start secco voldo uh, do you understand what i'm saying right yeah. it changes it's it again it's gonna taste totally different right that's the beauty about it. Yeah, you know it's crazy. That like it's almost like that, the combinations are endless. Endless, endless. Now it's the same farm, but it's the acre on the north will right. taste totally different. Than That's the what's acre crazy in the south. Yeah, the one that yeah. gets more you know saturation Sun. from a moisture perspective versus the one yeah. down at the lower region that doesn't get as much or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. Correct. Now the, there is two different. There is many, but the most, the most blends there are, there is two types that a lot of cigar companies follow. One is a classic Cuban European style, which is you light your cigar and it starts mellow. It built up, built up halfway. It's heavier, more. It's, it's a little bit intense and, and spicy and you know, this is the old Cuban European style. Mm-hmm. The American style, which is Viva la Vida, is you start heavier right. and you mellow down. Yeah. And the reason why we wanted this is to take, we want people to smoke it all the way to their fingers. Yeah, finger burners, man. Exactly. And, and that's why you switch the whole thing up is, is that blend. The, the the lejero is just a drop in the front, which is a quarter of an inch, and it begins a little bit heavier, and then it mellows out, and it it really dictate the flavor from beginning to end does not change. The European one and the Cuban one, <clears throat> it changes. It start mellower, then right. halfway it's totally different flavor, then you reach a point where you cannot smoke it anymore. It's so bitter and it leaves uh, uh, bitterness in your mouth. You throw it. With this blend, it's totally different. You start a little bit heavy, but then it mellows out to more, a lot of flavor. Right. And that heaviness in the front, it is so crucial for the cigar to have more uh, uh balanced flavor throughout from beginning to end it's the same flavor it does not change does not break in your mouth 
the flavor. It does not have a bite. It does not ruin your palate. You finish from it and as if you did not smoke. The, the, the enjoyment is there, but there is no aftertaste, no bitterness, right. no uh, uh, bad uh, flavor in the mouth. And that's what we went through uh, with, which is the American, uh, they call it the American blend, which is, I think it was created by our guys in Nicaragua, Dominican and Honduras. Right. And then that's, yeah. so, so I have to, I have to give Chris and I a pat on the back because that's the way that you had described the cigar from what you wanted. And of course, from what you had probably tasted yourself is very similar to the reaction we had to it when we smoked it. We said, it's heavy up front. There's a lot going on up front, but it mellows out pretty dramatically, exactly. pretty substantially, exactly. which is something yes. that him and I really enjoyed about the cigar. That was probably perhaps my favorite part was that change just a little bit through, and then it really starts to mellow out, and then it becomes very flavorful. That's, exactly. I mean, it was great that that's what we experienced. She walked yeah. up to me, she slapped me in the face, and <laughs> pulled me in for a hug. <laughs> But man, she was good. Yeah, she was good. So, so let me ask you this: um, Where did the name come from? And if, if let me, hold, let me see if I can pronounce it correctly. Artisano, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. nailed it. Yeah, Artisano del Toro. <laughs> Artisano <laughs> del Taco. Yeah, del Taco. Live in the Vita Loca. My mom. <laughs> so, so where did so where did that name come from? How did that originate? Okay, uh, usually it's known that at least 200 hands touch a cigar before it reaches any cigar shop. Literally, minimum 200 hands. And all these 200, they are artists in certain way. One is a farmer. One is a guy who cut the leaves. One that they... Uh, uh, put the leaves in the barn to to uh, to <clears throat> to um, ferment to yeah, age to, to ferment. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. At least 200 people touch this, and all of them are artists. And to us, honestly, we want to give those people a recognition of what uh, how much they mean to this industry and uh that's why all the names that we have is all spanish right. uh even uh even like i have four, three other brands in our portfolio that we're gonna launch in few years mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> very interesting yeah chris's ears just perked up <laughs> yeah and they're all like Spanish, so they're gonna be like Del Toro and Del. <laughs> oh boy! Like <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's just to celebrate the heritage of this cigar, where it came from. Right. You know. I love and uh, uh, basically, the Viva la Vida is, you know, telling people like, enjoy life. Whatever problems, uh, all of us will have problems. Just enjoy it. Sure. Forget about our problems. Let's just, once you light the cigar, after halfway, you are in totally different mood. You are relaxed. You are happy. Um, half of your problems gone away. Oh, yeah. You're, you're thinking clear. Uh, it, it really puts you in a really nice mood. And that's the whole concept about a cigar. 
Yeah, I talk to people about that too. You know, when mm -hmm. people find out how much I smoke, and and we always and we've said it on here numerous amounts of times. There's times of which we smoke because it's it's part of what we do from a review perspective. Just being able to experience cigars and then to write down notes and translate it into a podcast form. And then there's the actual enjoyment of smoking. It's great that those two worlds collided for us, but it's one of those things where I tell people, I said, it's not just smoking. It's the experience around smoking that totally. we enjoy. You know, just Correct. smoking cigars without any pleasure being derived anywhere else is just smoking cigars. It's the experience that you get around it. It's the company that you keep while you're smoking. And even in solitude, you find a sense of peace when smoking. I tell people, I was like, that's, it's far more impactful when you think about it in terms of that way than just the act itself. So I agree oh, with you. Yeah, that's correct. And look, look at it. What it's doing now. It always, maybe every week, whatever you do, the broadcast, it is, making you and your brother come at the same room sit down talk laugh it's because of the cigar mm -hmm. yeah and exactly right. it, it 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 bring like a date between you and your brother to come thursday or tuesday or sunday let's sit down and that hour is so important to you both that you're gonna maybe in 10 years 15 years your kids will will listen to it and they're gonna laugh at your jokes and the way you're presenting, it's really unbelievable. It's all because of the cigar. Yeah. Same thing with us. We met so many people, uh, interesting people, because of the cigar. And I really, truly was thinking about a lot of different businesses. Who does this? None of it is equal to cigars. Because if you think about like bars, uh, liquor, people, you know they they come they drink they have fun but sooner or later they're gonna get drunk they're gonna so the outcome of it is not like a cigar yeah you don't get drunk it's not always positive that's for sure you know but with cigars always positive you don't see problems in a cigar lounge nobody fights right everybody happy they're watching the game and that's the beauty about it. It's all natural. There is no additives. There is no chemicals like cigarettes. Right. It's only a leaf, aged, rolled, and you smoke it. And there is no tweaking, no uh, something for you to feel uh, high or, or low or uh, make you addictive. You could let the cigar, you could leave a cigar for like a week, a month. You don't need to smoke. Not like cigarettes. Every right. five minutes, yeah. you need to smoke a cigarette. Right. You know? So yeah, that's, that's exactly that's it. Thing. Yeah, we've all, and one of the things that I think about, just even going to the local lounge and just all the people that I've met and you get exposed to not only different people of different age ranges, different ethnicities, you name it. It's almost like the great unifier. That's what's so right. cool about cigars is that it, like I've told people before, bars and stars and stripes, they all come off when you're smoking in a lounge. It doesn't matter who you yes, are right. outside of that world. When you're in that world, when you're with those people, you're all equal. You're all the same. You're all there to enjoy and experience something together. And, do, and yep. the rest of it doesn't matter. It's, it's null and void. Yep. Yeah. That's a great point, uh, Corey. Yes, that's correct. So, so with uh, so mm -hmm. with the with the Viva La Vida specifically, um, obviously this is this is new, right? So it's a new launch, and, and we just we just recently saw the artwork for the mm -hmm. for the bands that you guys put on 
uh, Instagram with, is with the jester. With the jester. So where did the, we are very curious about where the jester came? We were talking about this before we called you. You're like, if nothing else, we got to figure <laughs> out where the hell this jester came from. The artwork is awesome, by the way, but I'm really curious about how that came to be. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, the jester is basically, you know, um, it's a personality that always, always fascinated me, myself. Because anytime you go to, you know, circus when you were a kid, there is those jesters, they're playing and they're doing tricks and they're try, they are trying to entertain you and me to make you feel good, to make you feel happy. That's the same thing about the cigar. We want the cigar to be that gesture that make you feel happy, make you uh, feel good. We want it to be that that uh, that thing that entertain you at that moment because you came, you gave us one hour of your time. I want it to be the best one hour you spend between you and that cigar in your hand. So yeah. that's why the gesture came to uh, to represent the brand Viva La Vida. Very cool. And, gotcha. uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very so, cool. I, I like the connection that you made because we, we were unable to make it ourselves, but I, your, your story is much better than yeah. the one that I conjured in my head. So. Okay. <laughs> 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 Very cool. So, what do you what do you see as the 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 future for you guys? So, you just you previously mentioned just probably about ten minutes ago that there's other lines that you're working on. But with the expansion of Viva La Vida and getting it out there, I, I'm assuming there's some sort of dominance that you guys have with this particular cigar, and even some intrigue around it in the East Coast because that's where you are. So, so what's the strategy as far as getting it out to the masses across the country and even beyond? Honestly, to tell you the truth, we are doing it really like baby steps. I don't want to throw it all over the place. Uh, we are extremely uh, proud of it, mm-hmm. proud of the cigar, proud of the blend, proud of uh, the guy who uh, made the cigar for us. And we are, and l- l- let me show you one. For example, there is no other company did something like this. We came with the pre-release and we went to a lot of different stores in Jersey, New York, uh, uh, Connecticut. And we allowed the clients of the stores to try it. And we weren't there. So we gave the cigars to the cigar uh, owner, uh, to the store. and. Uh, those customers came in, they smoked it, they reviewed it, and they told the owner either to buy it or not. Or how does it taste? Did they like it? They didn't like it. So we did our experiment um, because we truly believed on what we are doing is great, but we want the people to see it. We want the people to come and say, that's a great cigar. Right. This cigar I want to buy. And we didn't come with a finished product and we told them, here we go. This is the box. This is the way it's going to look. It's on the shelf. And just buy it and smoke it. 
right. we make them involved in it for months, like literally, like maybe two, three months we were going from shop to shop. And the outcome was literally 100% positive. And um, so based on that, the second step is to fulfill orders. Everybody pre-ordered, by the way. Oh, that is yeah, cool. That's good. Yeah. Everybody pre-ordered. This is unheard of for a brand with a white band with pre-release saying it's going to be five sizes. And they go, okay, put me for an order. Put me for an order. Everybody pre-ordered. That is that's really great. cool. Yeah, honestly. And uh, thank God because we, uh, our attention is to make that cigar the um, you know the entertainer the the cigar that make you feel good yeah and the cigar that you always think about to have a good time you know very cool i love that approach too because i've never heard of anyone do that i feel like a lot of times i think uh I don't know. I don't know that I can necessarily say that someone maybe has a bit of lack of confidence, but the confidence that you had in what you guys were making and what was produced, the ability to go and do that because you have that confidence is really cool. I'm not saying other people don't, but I feel like a lot of times, you know, fighting for shelf space or trying to convince someone who's running a shop to this is why you should support my brand and maybe move aside another one, a slow mover or whatever it may be. That usually tends to be the selling process. And you really went down a process of it. It speaks for itself self try it exactly and then you tell us and and you were willing to roll the dice on that which is really cool yeah and it showed the 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 owner of the store that his client asked for it his client said yes right i want the cigar when you buy it i need a box that's a (laughs) win-win yeah so he goes like wow you you know what i'm saying so yes it cost us money it cost but in in uh, this is better than anything any advertisement so far uh, to us. Right. And it was, as you said, a challenge, but we believed on the product and we knew what we have based on how long it's been aged. Uh, we're going to say only three years, okay? Mm-hmm. For many, many reasons. It's going to say on the box, typed, it's aged three years tobacco which is a lot of cigar companies, they don't put the aging. Yeah, rarely, okay. do I think, do you see it. Some Every yeah. once in a while, but it's it's pretty rare. Yeah. So you're going to see it there, even though it's aged much more. But we're going to put three years only. And uh, uh, same thing with, with the leaf, the, the Havana Oscuro. It's, it's uh, AJ Baby, honestly. Okay. He's been growing it and taking care of it for a long, long time. Very and cool. he gave it to us. The, the the binder, same thing. It's from AJ Farm. It's Corojo uh, 99, and it's been with him for a long time. He gave it to us. The, the Criollo inside, it's a mixture. Uh, it's only Caraguan from AJ Farm. It's 98. And also, it's been with him for a long time. And he gave it to us. And the way he blended it, we knew, uh, you know, like 
if I like a cigar, it doesn't mean that you're gonna like it or somebody else. But when you go to a lot of people and you let them try it and tell you exactly, truly, what's what flavor they are seeing in it, and you realize that 100% or say 90%, they're coming all saying, I loved it because the flavor, I could smoke it all the way. It, it, it's not overwhelming. It's it's well-balanced. The way it burns, it's perfect. Uh, uh, it's cool. It's not hot. It's cool on the mouth. When you finish, there is no bite, no aftertaste. One after the other, it comes to show you that, you know something? We did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we could agree anymore. <laughs> there was, uh, you know, when when we finally got a chance to smoke the cigar, I was, uh, to be honest with you, it, it's one of those things where I have a, a love hate relationship with AJ Fernandez cigars. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are, I, like when I first started smoking AJ cigars, I loved them, and then I found them to be a bit challenging as I kind mm-hmm. of progressed with my smoking experience over the years. And one of the things that I said was, I said, it's, it's, it, sometimes it's weird to me. And, and obviously you gave a little bit more information around who they blend for, which is pretty much everybody. Um, but you know, in, in consideration for, you know, blending for folks such as yourself, it seems like some of the better produced cigars that I have are ones that there are really being branded and being, you know, they're attached to you as opposed to just specifically being attached to AJ Fernandez or one of their, you know, one of their brands that they release. I mean, they're really producing great stuff across the board. And when we smoke the Viva La Vida, we're like, holy crap, AJ Fernandez made a fantastic cigar for this whole other new brand. And that's yeah, the way we you, saw man. it. And it's really, really crazy because it, it's probably one of the better ones I've had that have come from thank the you. AJ factory in quite yeah. some time. So. Ditto. Thank you so much, Chris and Corey. Thank you, really. Yeah. And I want to tell you something, guys. Your show, honestly, is so different and refreshing and unique because you mix humor with with uh, with knowledge. And this resonates with a lot of people because if you just talk seriously about a cigar and uh, Lejero, Seco, Voldo, Vitolas, da 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 Right. It's a lot of language that a lot of people they don't understand. Yeah. Right. They, you know what I'm saying? But when you do it with humor and and uh, more simplicity, it comes more to the point. It goes straight to the point, and that's why you guys are successful. And I'm I'm really uh, uh, honored that you guys uh, smoked our cigar and and gave us a. A rating that I highly value and uh, truly uh, uh, honored by you both. And hopefully one day we could meet. Yeah, we, we definitely smoke. will. I, I, I travel across the country pretty frequently. I never make my way to the East Coast very often, but we are, um, Chris and I are, are destined to make our way towards the East Coast because we have other friends in the cigar industry that are probably not too far away from you that we've promised that we'd come see. So <laughs> yeah. I do want to say, it's, you know, thank you for the kind words so much. And we are, I, I think we're the ones that are honored. Yeah. It's, it's nice to hear you say that, but I think we're more honored in terms of, of course, your background and the knowledge and the experience. And of course, what you're doing now going forward, it is really cool to be able to talk to someone who has had this kind of experience in the cigar industry, doing many, many things, the, the experiences you had and just being able to impart knowledge and wisdom, not only onto Chris and I, but our collective audience, which is, 
getting bigger and bigger. These are the things that, that folks need to hear. This is the stuff that we want them to understand. And it's, it's about the cigar, but it's not always about the cigar. It's about all the stuff that is around it. So, you know, for us, this is very much an honor for Chris and I speak for both of us. Thank you. Thank you guys. Honestly. Yeah. We, we will make sure that we, uh, we come out to, uh, to New York and we will, Anytime. we will definitely hang out and I will let you know when we're coming. We'll, we'll come like a freight train. You'll, you'll know, you'll hear us coming all the way from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be great. We man. make we some noise. Go, we will go to cigar shops here and we smoke and you have to bring with you JR. Yeah. Oh yeah, we will. You Shout know, so, you him know, JR is all the way in Oregon. So we're going to have to fly him all the way across the country. <laughs> so we'll, we'll make it happen either way. And, and, and Billy, again, I cannot thank you enough. This was yeah, awesome. Yeah. And let's please keep in touch. And, you know, as, as you guys continue on with this, if there's any way that Chris and I can help just by getting the word out, let us know. We're, we're happy to yeah, do so. Totally. Thank you guys. And listen, you have my phone guys, anything you need, anything, do not hesitate. Call me. I'm, I'm one click away. I definitely <laughs> will. I will take advantage of that uh, vast <laughs> knowledge that you have going on in your head because I constantly sit here and think of questions that I want to ask people. <laughs> well, just, and I feel like you're a guy who could answer a lot of them. <laughs> Mine will be a, just a bunch man. of empty calls. It'll be like at 12 o'clock at night and I'll call <laughs> Billy. It's like, so hi, Billy. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I don't sleep. So I'm always <laughs> up like you guys. You know? Hell I'm, yeah. I'm from one shop to another. I'm, I come home late. So uh, don't hesitate, honestly. Just give me a call and whatever you want to ask, you want to just sit and we sit and talk about cigars, about girls, about guys. About <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did I know that was coming? <laughs> Oh, is there a better way to end the show? I don't think there is. Listen, when you come to New York, man, I'm taking it to the village. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Take take Chris to the area. (laughs) Meow. Be all kinds of cats on you. Love it. Well, thanks again, Billy. This was fantastic. I will definitely take you up on your offer. So uh, keep your phone at the ready. (laughs) anytime brother anytime guys anytime thanks Billy and please stay warm oh we will it's gonna warm up it'll be 50 degrees in the next two days and guess what that means smoking outside again so we're pretty excited about that beautiful well enjoy the weather as well Billy and uh, we'll definitely be in touch okay thank you guys thanks my friend see ya take care good night bye you too what a wonderful what a wonderful man that is a wonderful human being is it strange or odd to you that it seems and would appear and i don't think it's us i just think it's the guess that it's like it gets better and better and better and better and and by the way when i say better and better and better and better it already started off super high it did Like we've had no fuddy-duddies no zero every single one of our guests have been awesome that that is one in particular where there's so much I wanted to ask, but honestly, I, I felt like the, like the kids sitting back and like watching someone tell a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I just I, wanted to sit back and listen. I wanted to ask a question, and I wanted to shut up immediately. <laughs> I've learned in my career over a period of time, when there's guys that have that much knowledge in your head, you just let them go. And uh, I mean, the knowledge and experience around it, and plus, like you said it before, I did not expect that some, something that good was going to come from the AJ factory that was going to be a, a sub-brand, a private brand. And when we smoked that Viva La Vida, I was like, oh my. I remember looking at you and I'm like, holy shit, this is pretty good. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, it's really good. Oh, shit. It's, and I had, you know, I gave JR that feedback because he wanted to know. He said, what do you think? And he didn't really give me much 
as far as I kind of asked him some questions and I think he was not guarded, but I think he just really wanted an honest representation he of what we thought. He gave me his yeah. quick synopsis, but you know, said, Hey, here's what I think. You tell me what you think kind of thing. And I, I remember, I remember texting him and going, Holy shit, dude, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah. With the expectation, I think it, I thought it was just going to be a so, so cigar. I thought it was just going to kind of blend in with everything else. And, you know, with the knowledge experience in the background and of course layered in of the experience that, Billy wants people to have with this cigar and his approach to it, the honesty approach and the confidence about what they've built and not only the brand, but the cigar itself. I you stand corrected, wrong. man. Like can't go wrong. It's one of those brands too, where it's not as direct as I would typically notice in a, in a brand and the messaging and whatnot, but I have to admire the jester, the jester. At Dude, this it's point. cool as shit because the, the, the artwork is already cool, the, but the, just the idea of it is awesome. I, you know what I'm going to end up doing every time I smoke that cigar again? I'll be like, it's time to dance, old girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. And you know what I love about it is because we, we make jokes about the podcast or we make jokes about brands yeah. on the podcast and then we talk to the people who are responsible for the brands and it's like i'm waiting up. <laughs> i'm waiting for some time where there's going to be like seriously fucking made fun of our name but i love how billy understood and i think most people do is that we yeah. we're it's not making fun of something it's just having jokes it's yeah. banter it's laughter it's being jovial you know as far as the name and all that stuff we crack jokes at it but it's like we we understand the meaning of things and then we understand the symbolism being able to talk to I'm, billy to decipher that is i'm is gonna pop on a gold crown i'm gonna put in my hand a giant fucking lamb chop and be like entertain me oh you know what would be and awesome just have, and just have you could just play like puppets with the the viva la vida cigars you know what you and i need to do come halloween time this year be a cigar something related to no. either either a famous person in cigars like you could pull off robert caldwell really well because he's got a pretty big receding hairline <laughs> hey he, i don't have a big receding hairline what and he, wears, he wears those goofy white shirts that's true uh, i wear those dude he never responded to that time where i uh where i where i tagged him Screw when i was him. when we were on the same flight as him i was like dude come on bro we're on the same flight you can at least give me a howdy doody um, but maybe I can go as like Carlos Fuente and do the pencil mustache, Ooh. or we could just go as symbols of a particular brand. Like you could go as the jester for Viva La Vida oh, yeah. and the Artesano Del Tobacco brand. And maybe I could go as like the Hireman Solomon one. And I'm like a guy in a robe and a cape and I'm like holding the, <laughs> you know, the script for the Masons. You could do something like that. Or like a uh, black label trading company or Blackwork studios literally be a killer. We bee. should play a game <laughs> called toast the foot. We're both cigars and we fucking try to torch our feet. <laughs> I just have butane torches. <laughs> just like big ass fucking flame. Dose. Dude, I would make a giant cigar suit for sure. <laughs> Aren't you just like a burrito from like Chipotle? It's like, no, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I'm a you cigar. should continually try to jump in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in your mouth. <laughs> just leap at them out of nowhere. Well, we have a um, couple little things. I think it's that time. Uh, give me one hot minute where we answer your questions and shout outs. But we got a couple. Actually, yeah, let's roll into we it. Just we couple. don't need to take a break. This one comes out to us from Chris Boniface. Shout out to you guys, Chris and Corey, for putting on such great podcasts. Very informative, but also extremely entertaining. Chris, thank you, brother. Uh, this next one. Chris is Boniface is from the land down under. Land down under. By the way. Killed that Australian accent. That was, that that was pretty good. This next one comes out to us from Mike Palmer. Are they living La Vida Loca at the factory? Maybe soon. 
Yeah, um, what Levita Loca is uh, living living the crazy life. Yeah, yeah, living the crazy life. That's a Ricky Martin Levita song. Levita Loca. At the By the way, Ricky Martin's gay, Chris. So, and I think he's available. <sighs> Fuck, I have to stop talking to him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last one. Uh, this is more just my shout out to Jr. Jr. Was at, you know he he basically said. Uh, you know, talk about Billy uh, and and Bass and the story of Artesano. And he actually posted this yeah. in the comments. But I just want to say thank you, Jr., so much, uh, Mr. Mugglebuggle, for introducing us to the brand um, and also allowing us the opportunity to end up getting to talk to the owners by smoking that cigar that you gave us. So yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, Jr. was a hundred percent integral in this whole thing. We we wouldn't have been able to tether together not only the review of the cigar. But then also the podcast itself. I I actually hit up so, Jr. earlier yeah. this morning and said, "Hey, by the way, we're gonna have Billy on," and he was he seemed to be pretty elated by so, it. So I will just say this, Jr. XOXO, not gay. Yeah, love, love, but not gay love. But not like gay love, but yeah. like love for bro. Yeah, bro love, bro love, bro love, but not like bro ho love. I have to be very clear and concise with people now moving forward. Yeah, yeah, you've tethered the line too much, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you've walked a fine line as a matter of fact you've pretty much fell off the cliff earlier so yeah I did. um that's a story for another time but uh we greatly appreciate everybody listening yep. this was another really really fun episode and you know what i would actually like to get feedback from people and, and i i think i know what the overwhelming response would be as far as having guests on you know because chris we, we it's it's a weird balance for us because we want to be able to smoke stuff so if we can broadcast to the collective audience, here's what we've really enjoyed this week. But we're going to be doing more of that in written content, which is going to be coming yeah. out. I have one more review to write. I've been fucking slaving over this shit for months now. We're going to have a whole bunch of content that people will be able to read. So I'm thinking maybe trying to interlace more of the interviews with different manufacturers in to the podcast format and really relying on the written format to be cigar related. Still do cigars on the mm -hmm. podcast, obviously. It's like, because what are we going to do? I mean, I guess we can write a transcript of it and, and you know, like in a post right. of the interview, but it's like we, we'd have to pick and choose what comments we wanted to answer. Right. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of like, you know, getting guests on because I think these are, they're enjoyable for, for us to do. They're, totally. they're, they're the best podcasts that we get and to I do hate, once I we hate have that guests. it's only four episodes a week and if we split them, or four episodes a, a month. month, right? You split them, cigars and interviews. Yeah, I feel right. you. So, so maybe we ask the collective audience, and you guys can get us feedback, and and I'll ask via Instagram. That way, we can really cover a vast majority. Whether or not you guys would want to hear us do more of this, more, more of talking with reviews, more interviews. <laughs> uh, I know which one I would do because I love interviewing people. It's one of my favorite things to do, not only personally but professionally. It's yeah. awesome. So. I know which way I'd want to go, but I just have an understanding of maybe the balance from our audience and what they want to hear. So I'll put something out there for people to respond. But um, as always, we greatly appreciate you guys listening. This is episode 86. We're creeping up on 100. By the way, I'm working on some things mm. that I'm not telling you about yet for episode 100. I'm really trying to put something together that would make our episode 100 the most epic fucking podcast ever. Where I'm the guinea pig? No, dude. You you. Honestly, I don't think could fathom what I'm trying to pull off. I'm trying to pull off something like fucking insane. But oh, I, I'm still I, know what I have I have 14 weeks to I figure it out. I know I, I know what you're doing. Okay. 
So it's it, it's weird because it's going to be a weird timing. We, we thing. talked about it. I don't think we did. I think we did. I don't think we did. I think we did. Maybe we did. We totally did. But if we did, <laughs> it's it's it would be if I can pull it off, it would be the most if epic you do, episode that would be an 100. amazing episode. Yeah, it would be. It would be a long episode. It'd be a long episode. But it would be an amazing episode. Yeah, it would be. It may have to actually be like a couple parter, yeah. honestly, like released awesome. multiple times throughout the week. It'd but be a hundred hours worth of content. <laughs> I don't think my computer could support that. It just like blow up. And yeah. Like no, we can't handle you anymore. But yeah, we there's some ideas that I have floating around my head, and and if if we can make it work, it's going to be dope. So, but we're creeping up on it. episode 86. So this is uh, this is pretty cool. We're chugging along. So greatly appreciate everyone listening. And hey, everyone, have a wonderful week. Stay warm. We'll be back at you next week with episode 87. See ya. Yeah. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the episode. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, I keep saying it over and over again, but I feel like they just get better and better. Uh, this was an absolute fantastic time, and I'm glad we got a chance to sit down with Billy and talk all things cigars. It was uh, wonderful, in my opinion. Um, we'll continue doing them, continue lining them up. Um, you can reach Chris at, at Big6Chris on Instagram. You can reach me at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. We're both main administrators of the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction Group on Facebook. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, uh, Google Play, Spotify now. Wouldn't you know it? Um, you can pretty much find it anywhere. And if you're listening to it on iTunes, if you could, please subscribe, rate, and review. That would be awesome. The rating and review system certainly helps us continue broadcasting the podcast to the masses. So we greatly appreciate you guys doing that. Um, we hope everybody enjoys the week. Stay warm. Temperatures are supposed to be rising again across the country by the time you guys listen to this. So I hope everyone's warm, enjoying smoking cigars outside. And we'll be back at you next week with episode 87. Take care, everyone.